Find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. And we are now officially going Hi, live. Hi, Joe. Hello. Um, StreamYards is still trying to get uh, Stephanie on board. This is weird. I've never seen a problem like this with StreamYard. Oh, now she's loving the hair, Joe. That's a thank you. (laughs) We're gonna try to add it to the stream twice, and we're gonna see if uh, StreamYard decides to. I'm never cutting it again. (laughs) Me too. I don't cut my hair either. Oh, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I guess shaving counts as cutting, but (laughs) that's more like maintenance. Exactly. Yeah. If they made a pill tomorrow that I could take and all of the hair would fall off of my body and never grow back, I'd cope without eyelashes. I would be like, that's <laughs> fine. It's, too, it's a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've developed Isaac Asimov eyebrows, so I have to like buzz them off every now and then. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I know exactly what you <laughs> So descriptive. That's perfect. <laughs> and just every now and then, like this one hair will grow out of my ear that wasn't there like the night before, which I bet if you had a, if I had a camera on my ear, you could actually see the damn thing grow. And it's just like, yeah. and, and then there's like this hair, one hair sticking out of my ear. And I have, yeah. I have, luckily I have a teenage daughter to make sure that never happens. <laughs> when it happens, I know immediately. She just yanks it out. This is, uh, mm. This is this is absolutely uh, young guy talk. This right is here. in your future, youngster. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's in my present. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's my every day. I enjoyed what I saw of the uh, the uh, something Marvel panel, although I had no idea ninety nine percent of what y'all were talking about. Uh, we we it was just like we were sitting around trying to come up with a topic, and it, it just. Spun. Well, I love hearing stuff like that because it it makes me realize what other people feel like when I get into the weeds on Star Trek. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's what it sounds like. Okay. (laughs) How did uh, superhero movies before they were good go? Oh, and good. We uh, got to uh, talk about uh, the Captain America movie in the 70s and uh, other fun stuff. We got it. We uh, like the Rocketeer. We talked about the Rocketeer and uh, Ninja Turtles, the first batch of Ninja Turtles movies. I like the first one. Yeah. The second one was Secret of the Ooze, right? Yep. Yes. And then the third one was the one where they went back to Japan. Uh, Yeah. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Um, Hey, Brandon, how well do you know this movie? It doesn't matter if he knows it badly. Then that just that's just more likely for me and Je- me and me and Rick to destroy him. <laughs> I just want to win, guys. Look, I don't care about anything else. Literally, I just want to justify having sat through that thing again. <laughs> All right, keep keep on hating. Keep on hating. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Brandon says that uh, he hasn't seen it in over a decade and. He would be destroyed. Good. And there's at least one player who uh, is not bothered by that, Brandon. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he says, if you let him have Google, he'll play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, apparently, Joe wants to win so badly that uh, he is not willing to let Brandon cheat. 
<laughs> All right. We have a third player. I'm just here to give the comic relief. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. I will take it. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's go ahead and get the game board set up. I like the plastic, Brendan. It's kind of a Dexter feel going it on. It is. I, 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 you got to have an easy way to clean things up when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I had a green screen, but I'm wearing a green shirt, so that didn't work. Uh. <laughs> I could just be Max Headroom and just have a floating head. Sweet. <laughs> okay, time to share a screen. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? You ready? I was born ready. Alrighty then. Hold on to your butt. For more than five years, they've been entertaining you with their discussions on classic films, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Now, in a time of gatekeepers and toxic fandom, they are waving the banner of inclusion, opening the conversation, and letting all perspectives be heard. Welcome to the party, pal! Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Fascinating. Keep the change, you filthy animal. The following podcast was recorded during at HomeCon 2020. All right, can everyone see the game board? Sorcery! Oh, man. All right, excellent. (laughs) Um, If everyone can see it, and I think everyone knows how Jeopardy works, we're going to... Uh, How are we supposed to buzz in? Um, the I think we're going to go with the the usual um, uh, the usual buzz in tactic, and what we were doing with Captain Game Show, which helped a little bit, is um, you know, use give give me a hand signal and a name to buzz in. That's um, problematic. Per- <laughs> let's do oh, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> well, what are, you can do this or do you know this? Just give me something that I can see and just hear. Just not this. <laughs> um, correct answers will. Um, that's gonna. Sorry, I gotta reposition something a little bit. Correct answers will uh, give you continued control of the board. And there are no daily doubles, so uh, don't go expecting those. <laughs> and we will uh, muddle through as best we can. Okay. Um, if we get through uh, the two rounds in the final Jeopardy question and we have a winner and there's still any time left in the show, then we'll just do some general discussion about the movie. Uh, and Rick can try to convince us why it's not an amazing, amazing film. So welcome, everyone, to uh, tonight's uh, Jeopardy game, Masters of the Universe, uh, sublet by the Prime Direction Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Madison. With me is uh, Rick, Joe, and uh, Pinch Hitting, because of some technical difficulties, we have Brandon uh, stepping in to, as he put it, be destroyed. Yes, yes, that's my lot in this game. Um, And just to show our appreciation for you uh, stepping in, and uh, making up for the the problems that we had, you can start. <laughs> All right. We have four categories in this first round. Uh, heroes, which is going to be just about 
the protagonist characters, either the the characters or the actors or both uh, villains, much the same, but on the opposite end of it. Objects. This is going to deal with uh, you know particular objects and props and and devices from the movie uh, and location. These are self explanatory. It's pretty simple. Why am I going through this, Brandon? Go. Let's go with locations for one hundred. Locations for 100. Detective Lubick suggests beginning the search for Julie at this location. Can I ask a clarifying question? If I buzz in with the wrong answer, do I get negative points? Um, yes. Okay. Only because that was the plan from the beginning, and I'm. It's that's that, that's that that that's perfectly fair. <laughs> Rick. Rick. In, in the high school. That is incorrect. Brandon. Brandon. Wait, minus a thousand five? What the hell? A thousand dollars. Okay, it's teeny. Okay. hundred dollars. I'm going to go with the circle K. Uh, Brandon, that is incorrect. Oh, I thought I had it. Strange things are afoot at the circle K. They are. Do, do, do. Julie's house. Hmm. He suggests Julie's house. Where could she be? Have you checked home? <laughs> we'll try our house first. I'll bet you know where that is. That's the quote. Yeah. <laughs> and now, um, and before we move on to the next question, I will just point out that uh, I do not know why this is happening, but uh, it looks like. I, well, for, first off, um, yeah, I'm not Joe. <laughs> yeah, first off, I, I gave it to the wrong person. And second, okay, now I get it. So no, nothing is mirrored. It just puts the dollar sign after the number, probably yes. just when it's a negative. Okay, okay, now it makes sense. Um, all right, so few symbols. Uh, no one got that one correct. So, uh, Brandon, the board remains yours. Let's go with, uh, let's go with Heroes for 100. Heroes for 100, this Swedish engineering student and karate champion stars Rick. as the mighty He-Man, Rick. Dolph Lundgren. Who is Dolph Lundgren? Who is Dolph Lundgren is correct. That's that the one I could have gotten. That brings <laughs> you back no to, an, to an even zero dollars. And Rick, you have control. Uh, Heroes for 200, please. Heroes for 200. Born in 1924, this actor began his career at age three, founded the Little People of America in 1957, portrayed Gwildor in 1987, and died in 2000, still working at the age of 76. I'm, I'm thinking, there we go. Joe said his name. He had the hand up, and I didn't know if he was actually buzzing oh. in. Joe. Joe, who is Billy Barty? That is correct. For Point two. of order. Do we what? need? Should, are we supposed to wait till the question is done being read before we buzz in? Um, probably should have specified that beforehand. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm weighing pros and cons for that uh, uh, on either side. Um, uh, let, let, let's take a poll. Uh, Rick, do you think it should be uh, after the question is completed or uh, when the person knows the answer? Uh, when the person knows the answer. Joe. Yeah, yeah. What Rick said. Brandon. Ditto. 
Like, yeah, oh. I mean, I'm not going to get any of them that way, but it makes <laughs> the most sense. Okay. So, um, uh, when, when you have it, go ahead and say it. Um, I will complete the, I will read the answer to its completion regardless. Uh, when someone is ready to buzz in, just make sure you give an audible with the hand at the time. I'll just talk over you. Good. Good. Excellent. It. Glad everyone loves it. All right. Uh, Joe, you walked away with that one and the Billy Barty and control the board. Let me do villains for a hundred. Villains for one hundred. This actress playing Evelyn is renowned for eyes so dazzling she has joked that she brings her own special effects for free. Brandon. Joe, I'm gonna have to say Brandon Joe because he spoke first. Your hand was up, but he spoke and put his hand up at the same time. Brandon, uh, is this Meg Foster? I'm sorry. Say it again. Meg, who is Meg Foster? That is correct, bringing you up to $0 and regaining control of the board. Well, let's go with villains for 200. Villains for 200. The only one of the mercenaries Rick. in the film that was carried over from the popular cartoon series. Rick? Beastman. I'm sorry, what? Beast. Who is Beastman? It's the last time I'm going to give you that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, he's really hard of hearing. Oh, oh, wait, no, never mind. Ah, uh, yeah. This is, in fact, Jeopardy. I know that in Captain Game Show, we've often, uh, yeah, we we've often, that got... for saying it for right. exactly. <laughs> I've got PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick, board is yours. Uh, villains for 300. Villains, in addition to playing the henchman Blade, this actor choreographed the sword fights in the game, in the film. And performed Skeletor's final battle. Boop, boop, boop. Anthony DeLongis is who we were looking for. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, that was uh, great. I mean, I, 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 that's about all I can provide to this game. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no correct answers. Rick, you retain control. Villains for four hundred. Villains, Skeletor's alliterative description of Evelyn's mercenary group. <laughs> Joe, you're letting me down. Oh. Do, do, do. Hmm, a curious quartet. Oh. <laughs> All right. Rick, it's still yours until someone else gets uh, something right. Let's get us out of villains. It could be a while. Is that villains for 500, Rick? Yes, please. This henchman was the unfortunate victim of Skeletor not being in a giving vein this day. Nope. Beep beep. Oh. Who is? Oh! That's what I was gonna guess. I was like, okay, I, I, I maybe I'll try it. No, <laughs> I knew well, it was the, the black armor, but that didn't really. Help. <laughs> the, uh, the the game here gives me a timer on the side, and I am uh, watching that until it gets down to about uh, fifteen seconds left, and that's when I call it if I don't hear anything. So <laughs> that's fair. Zerad, the lizard man with the fun little helmet. <laughs> right. Okay. Still yours, Rick. Objects 100. 
For 100, this device allows Rick. the user to open a doorway to anywhere. Rick. The, the key. What is the key? Oh. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Joe. <laughs> I did already say I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, you did say just the answer first without the, without the question word in front of it. Besides, besides that's not the full answer. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> that's true. Fine. All right, Brandon. <laughs> what is the cosmic key? That is correct. The cosmic now, Cosmic key. is an important qualifier. Even on Jeopardy, if a contestant c- corrects themselves before Alex calls him on it, they get it. But I was wrong anyway. So I literally haven't watched an episode of Jeopardy in over 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I know you love hearing this. You have control of the board. All right. Let's go with Heroes for 300. Heroes. James Tolkien plays Detective Lubick in this film, but is likely best known as Mr. Strickland from this popular film series. Yes, Mr. Strickland. Back to the Future. Uh -uh. What is Back to the Future? Brandon? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, guys. What do you think? He he, He pointed out the fact that on actual Jeopardy, people can correct themselves. What do you think? But this is Masters of the Jeopardy verse. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Sorry. And I believe I did hear Brandon first after Rick uh, said the wrong thing. What is Back to the Future? What is Back to the Future is correct. You, Rick, you could do a mean Strickland cosplay. Just saying. You see, you see the name I, I put on my... Uh, on my... I do. Ah! I do. <laughs> <laughs> Slackers. You know what this does? This puts me in the lead. (laughs) (laughs) You see? And now you're probably glad that you stepped in. All right. Let's go with locations for 200. Locations. Before Eva Lynn and her troops lay siege to it, this small business is where Kevin takes the cosmic key to be inspected. Beep beep. Yeah, okay. I would. I, I was too get, late. I'm good. I don't. I don't have the real answer anyway. Oh, okay. All right then. I'm. I'm going to say, Joe, you miss 100 percent of the chances you don't take. What is Charlie's ah! music store? I was going to say the music store. Would you have? Would you have gone for the music store? No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I was like, it's the music shop, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know if it has a name. All right, let's go with objects for 200. Objects for two. Multiple human characters believe the cosmic key Rick. to be this foreign device. Rick. What is a th- synthesizer? Can you give me more? Brandon. To be this foreign device. Oh, oh the, uh, what is a Japanese synthesizer? Brandon. Oh. That is correct. What is a Japanese synthesizer? Nice. The pause Rick. made me think it was wrong, and I was going to throw out uh, Swedish. Uh, no, I just had to make sure that I didn't hit the, the incorrect button. I hit the correct button. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Rick, you're back in the driver's seat. Objects for 300. Julie used this caustic household Rick. cleaning product to use. You know, you, uh, I wrote this poorly. Use this caustic household cleaning product as a weapon of convenience against Beast Man during her escape. 
Rick, I heard you chime in. What is ammonia? That is correct. What is ammonia? Objects for 400. Skeletor orders this device activated before broadcasting his mission accomplished address to the people of Eternia. Nope. I wish I had Brandon's uh, time up buzzer. What is the holosphere? <laughs> Activate the holosphere, he says. There you are. Out, everybody. Sharon would like to poke in, poke her head in and say hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Sharon. Hi. Did you watch Masters of the Universe with me? <laughs> <laughs> That movie I watched today. <laughs> okay, we're in the middle of a game, so say bye bye. Is this something game show? No, this is Jeopardy. So, do you have anything you want to say? We don't have all. We don't have a lot of time for it. So, suck it, Trebek. <laughs> if you want to say something, say it. But you got to go. I'm assuming she doesn't have headphones, so I... we can't hear. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's me. Uh, is it me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. No, no one got my last one, so it's yours. Objects five. Objects five hundred, please. Objects. This fashionable piece of Eternian technology compels truth and obedience from its wearer. Three seconds. One of the problems with watching the show on on YouTube is one of the sections wouldn't play. So there was like a 10-minute chunk that I missed, and I wonder if that's from it. Joe, you should just say lasso of truth. I would say that. However, I'm winning, so I don't want to have a bad answer right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, even my full-timer has run out, so there it is. I I would have accepted what is the collar, because the collar of algebra is very hard to hear in the movie, and they only say the actual full name of it once. Mm. Now, Evelyn does refer to it as the collar, but Man at Arms calls it the collar of Algebar. But it's muffled, and there's other stuff going on, so it's it's hard to make it out. I would have accepted either one, but <laughs> you sounds guys sounds a lot like the any... collar of Algebra. Yeah, it yeah. does kind of sound like that, and I hated Algebra just as much. <laughs> Rick, board is yours. Heroes for four hundred, please. Heroes, Julie Winston was played by Courtney Cox just three years after sharing the stage with Bruce Springsteen in the video for this song. Joe. What is Dancing in the Dark? What is absolutely correct? Dancing in the Dark. Joe, you have regained control of the board. And the lead. Oh, wow. And Um, the lead. uh, Hero, let me clear out Heroes for 500. Heroes, this character, portrayed by Christina Pickles in the film, bears a striking resemblance to Monica Geller's mother from the popular sitcom Friends. Joe. Who is the sorceress? Correct. Once again, bringing you up to 1,100 points. Formidable lead. Or am I not reading that right? No, you're reading that right. Rick is at 300. Brandon is at 400. Okay. And Joe is at controlling the board. 
locations for 300. Not a very romantic place for a last date. This eatery was the workplace of Julie Winston. Rick. Rick. Robbie's. What is Robbie's? <laughs> I will accept it. The full ah. name of the, of the establishment is Robbie's Chicken and Ribs. And since I apparently forgot to write what is, then I'll forgive <laughs> the fact that you almost forgot it. I will just say real quick, Rick, when you go like this and say That's- a name... That's why I was like, this isn't such a good idea. <laughs> well, see, I'm a little too Aryan looking for that particular gesture to be. All of you guys I can see over on the side of my screen. So as long as there's some motion, then the peripheral will catch me. And that in conjunction with the name that I hear will be good. I just did this because that's this is quite visible. But it was only an example. It doesn't have to be that exact thing. Just okay. give me some motion and an audible, and we'll be all set. <laughs> now that now that we've got two questions left, I get excited. In this uh, round, there's still there's still a whole another round to go, and the next what? round has the next round has the difficult questions. What? <laughs> oh my heart! Rick, your call. <laughs> there's there's a line from Highlander, or not uh, not Highlander. Uh, um, what was the uh, um, where Mel Gibson played? Uh, you know, freedom. Braveheart. 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 That's it. Where he says, "The Lord, Lord tells me he can get you. He can get me out of this one, but you, you never mind." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> locations for four hundred. The Almighty says he can get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure you're smurfed. That's. <laughs> 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 I like that movie. Locations four hundred, though not seen in the film. This location has Skeletor as its lord, according to Wildor. Fans of the cartoon will also be able to get this. Joe. Joe. Uh, what is Snake Mountain? That is correct. Snake Mountain mentioned twice in the film. I counted. Joe, final question goes to you. Locations for 500. Charlie's Music Store, or what's left of it, is located in this plaza. Brandon. Brandon. Nakatomi Plaza. (laughs) (laughs) That would be be this universe like that. You you, you walked right into it, and you knew it. You had your eyes open, so I'm I'm taking the the money away for that one. (laughs) That's only fair. That's only fair. (laughs) Nobody. All right. Hopefully no one's going to get mad at the fact that it's not actually called a plaza. It is a plaza by a definition of the term plaza, but it is called Landmark Mall. Mm. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Hey, I'm Team Joe, too. Well, yeah. (laughs) Just for, for that one round, that was it. So we had 1,100 No, I'm sorry, that's wrong. We had fifteen hundred, Rick had six hundred, and Brandon had negative one hundred. And I will be doing some math at the end of the second round before we move into uh final. final. It really tells you about something something about the person who programmed this that you can download those scores in a CSV spreadsheet file. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm pretty sure, especially when you look at these avatars, I'm pretty sure this whole thing was designed uh, as an educational tool. Oh, I have seen many. I work for a school district. I've seen many tools like this. Jeopardy Labs is another good one. Although this seems a little more full featured. Yeah, I, I thought about using Jeopardy Labs, but uh, gave that one a pass. And honestly, I can't remember why. I don't. I don't know if it has scoring built into it. Maybe it does. I don't know. It's been a while. So really, what Scott's saying is this is his attempt to do a backdoor audition to be the new host of Jeopardy, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What am I doing? No, that's the wrong one. That's Brandon. <laughs> It just screams, Brandon. Well, you were talking about how you were going to be destroyed in this game, and the original name for that shark is Chum. So, oh well, then uh, yeah. Why would you name a shark Chum? It seems rude somehow. <laughs> It'd be like naming me Pork Chop. <laughs> <laughs> I get some points for that, right? <laughs> Can I give you some of my points? <laughs> And there we go. All right. So we are ready to begin round two where we have the categories Eternia. These are going to be um, locations, objects, customs, things having to do with the realm of Eternia. Uh, Again, real world stuff, things that are more based on Earth, the Earth side of the movie rather than Eternia. We have quotes from the film and then we tales, which I like to refer to as we little details. Minute trivia about the film. The stuff that I couldn't find another category to squeeze it into. And uh, Brandon, once again, because you stepped in last minute and because uh, you got, <laughs> you got negative money. You you owe me money. So I will let you go ahead and begin this round as well. Well, then let's just try to jump this right up. Let's do Eternia for 500. Ooh, Eternia for 500. Oh, These robot soldiers use hugely unsafe gravity-defying discs to attack He-Man from higher than street level. Well, this didn't work out for me. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know they had a name. Yeah. Bob, Joe. The Skeletor referred to them by this name a total of one times. And this is the part where I'm going to go ahead and, and state once again that uh, every question and answer in this entire game, both rounds, questions that I just came up with from my own memory of the film without looking anything up. Nice. Air Centurions of course. is what they were called. Mm. It was right on the tip of my nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. All right, well, let's let's try let's try a different strategy. Let's go Eternia for one hundred. For one hundred, when this opens, the power of Gray Skull will be conferred upon an individual. Rick. Rick. The what is the Eye of the Moon? Because I see how this game is going for most of the players that are here, <laughs> I'm going to allow it because I know you're thinking of roughly the same thing. It is, in fact. The Great Eye. Ah. 
because you guys need a little bit of extra help, let me just be a little bit more lenient on you, is what I just it's, heard. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's kind of what it is. And I might be feeling a little bit bad for being so detail-oriented. That's why I, I want to make sure that anytime a Jeopardy game based on a single movie happens moving forward, I need the super fans. I need the people who think they know everything about it and try and prove them wrong. Nice. That's that's what it's going to be about next time. All right, Rick, the board is yours. Eternia for 200. Uh, okay, this event on Eternia at least signals the opening of the great eye. Brandon. Brandon. An eclipse. What is an eclipse? Still incorrect. Ah, it was worth a shot. I mean, in you're, sci-fi, that happens so often. You're kind of on the right track. And Rick, you were kind of on the right track with your previous answer as well. Beep, beep. Moonrise. Okay. At, at Moonrise, the Great Eye opens... And the power of Grayskull, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Rick, still yours. Eternia for three hundred. Gwildor, using Eternian technological skill, modifies an automobile to run on these instead of hydrocarbons or gas. Damn it! I made sure to pay attention to that scene. It's like this is probably going to be a question, and now I paid attention to the wrong part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Is you were not supposed to pay attention to the fact that it was a pink Cadillac that was immaterial. I just, I remembered the hydrocarbons part, but I don't remember <laughs> the other part. Beep, beep. It runs on neutrinos now. No hydrocarbons. Stupid. <laughs> Native transportation. <laughs> Eternia 400. A common Eternian measurement of time commonly used in the film to reiterate when moonrise will occur. <laughs> oh, just do it, Joe. Come on. I mean, I'm like 1,800 points away from you, so you're good. <laughs> what? Beep, beep. Uh, it's too late. Ah! Which I don't know they really kept track of what it meant because by the time our heroes reach Earth, they have 0.81 chromons until moonrise. And then you get all the way through to the middle of the night when He Man has been captured and the bad guys go back to Eternia. And it's only been 0.3 chromons and they still have 0.5 until moonrise. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. At least it doesn't make sense. There's also a point in the film where they refer to a, um, a, a distance measurement as a parsec eon. <laughs> I think that was their way of trying to say a light year, but without saying light year. Mm. Instead of a year, it's an eon. Instead of light, it's parsec. I thought it was interesting. Rick, oh, keep on driving. Wow. Uh, oh, this, okay, all right. Let's get, the, let's get the pain out of the way. We tails for 100. <laughs> Retails for 100. Not believing it to be a Japanese synthesizer, Lubick inquires if the cosmic key may be from this country. Brandon. Brandon. Switzerland. It is incorrect. 
I, I that's what I was gonna go with earlier. So you know, <laughs> Joe. Joe, what is Russia? Oh, it was an '80s film, wasn't it? Nice. It was in 1987. Yes, the cop is going to think that everything scary is from Russia. <laughs> Joe, you have wrangled control of the board from a host of incorrect answers. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, real world for 100. Director of this film, as well as Jurassic Park: The Ride who has been beset by sexual assault allegations since 2014. Joe. Joe. Who is Gary Goddard? Very correct. I'm impressed. Gary Goddard. Joe, you're still in control. Uh, oh. Uh, hmm. uh, real World for 200. This composer scored for your eyes only the right stuff oh. the rocky film series and of course masters of the universe joe joe bill conti also very correct brandon who is bill conti <laughs> you know what that's a good catch what was that 200 joe there you go you lose money brandon you get money and Brandon, you get control of the board. Thank you for uh, catching me on that. I am a failure as a host. I brought shame onto the great Alex Trebek. I well, you know, I've got to find every way that I can to get some points. <laughs> all right, let's go uh, with I'm all about the Schadenfreude at this point. So. <laughs> Man, let's go with Wee Tales for two hundred. Evil Lynn effectively masquerades as this person to Rick. secure the cosmic key from our heroes. Rick. The girl's mother. Well, who is the girl's mother? Dang it. Man. I'm going to say, like, write yourself a note and hang it from your microphone. I did. It's right here. And I can't get to look at it. He did. <laughs> hang, it, hang it in front of your screen. Who is Julie's mother? Uh, we tails for 300. Kevin Corrigan's high school band, which takes its name from director Gary Goddard's own band from high school. This is the tough one. It's never said out loud. It's only seen on a sign on the front of the stage. And you remembered this from a from your last viewing? Oh, yes. Beep, beep. Right. Just, just to put things in perspective, Brandon, Scott owns the first... Fantastic Four movie. That's okay. That's. I mean, I, I think I do too somewhere. Like the. Oh wait, 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 wait. The no, first not, one? not the first one to hit the movies. The one that they made just to keep the copyright. That's yeah. Oh wow. From, from 1994. Wow. Yes. Yeah. But the 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 1979 Captain America movie and a sequel, the 1990 Captain America movie, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, the TV movie, Generation X, also the TV movie. This when movie is freaking Oscar material compared you. to most of what Scott <laughs> I guess I'll let you continue having control of the board, Rick. <laughs> oh, is it still me? All right. Uh, we tails for 400. <laughs> One of the technological devices used by Gwildor to reactivate the damaged cosmic key near the film's climax. I will accept any one of three different answers. Brandon. Brandon. What is the power source? That is incorrect. 
I left it open to all three because I assumed that at least one player would come up with a keyboard. Well, you, they, you know they, what happens when you assume. They hook up a keyboard to the cosmic key, and that's how they make the tones. I would have also accepted either of the other two options, which is which include a bosonic tesseract and an octode rectifier. Well, so the bosonic tesseract is clearly a power source. <laughs> <laughs> And once again, Brandon, yes, I didn't have to look these up. <laughs> and I'm getting my octodes rectified throughout this whole game. <laughs> Says the man who holds an $800 lead. <laughs> Rick. Weetails 500. The only person Julie is allowed to let into the high school gym while Kevin is gone. To help you out, I will give you the quote as Kevin says, don't let anyone in here except Who is the janitor? Joe, would you like to buzz in? Joe! (laughs) (laughs) Joe. Who is the janitor? Again, I'm going to go ahead and let that one slide. Correct answer is Carl. He is the janitor. (laughs) That he is. I should have sniped it from you, Joe. I, I should have sniped it. All right, Joe, you are now in control. I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to go for uh, quotes for 400. For 400. There we jump right in in the middle. The amount of time Detective Lubick intends to put Kevin and the attorneys in prison for. I will perform the quote. You and all your buddies, I'm going to put you away for. Joe. Joe. What is 20 years? That's not right. That is incorrect. Arg. (laughs) Anyone else? No. Mark my words, Corrigan. You're going to jail. You hear me? You and all your buddies. I'm going to put you away for 850 years. Dang. That's a lot of time. Joe, still your call. Uh, real world for three hundred. Based on what we see, based on what we see, Kevin cleaning up at Julie's house, we can assume this is their favorite fast food chain. Brandon, Brandon, Robbie's. What no. is Robbie's? No, I. You, you, you know what? I'm not going to take points away from you on that one, mainly because you are already in the hole by 600 <laughs> points. Uh, but also because um, I was before you you buzzed in, I was about to point out the fact that this is in fact blatant product placement, where because we see Kevin eating leftover Robbie's chicken moments before. He's eating right from the bucket that still says Robbie's chicken, and then the cop leaves, and then the next thing we see, Kevin cleaning up the countertop, and he's putting stuff in the sink, and it's you know trash from a particular fast food chain, a real-world chain. Nothing. Beep, beep. Good old 1987-era Burger King cups mm. and fry containers. Now, why does he put the fast food trash and two whole oranges in the sink <laughs> to clean up? I don't know. You don't wash your paper plates? I think that's where you put it when you want the camera to easily see it so the audience will know where to go for dinner after the movie. <laughs> Have it your way. 
I think it's I think it's Joe's board. I'm guessing here. If so, then real world for four hundred. Tila describes Earth this way upon realizing we eat meat. What is a planet of savages? Brandon. <laughs> Joe, that is incorrect. Ah, oh, never mind, never mind. Don't Brandon, call me. do you still want to buzz in? <laughs> Anyone else? No. <clears throat> Upon realizing they are eating meat, she says, this used to be an animal. Her father says, mm-hmm. She says, oh, what a barbaric world. Man, savage. Uh, bar- uh. To the which sad Man thing of- is that's what I would have gone with before Joe. Ah. Uh. To, to which Man-at-Arms replies, never think while you're hungry. <laughs> Joe. I'm going for uh, real world. 500. All right. Before their flight came to an unfortunate end, Julie's parents were on their way to this Channel Island. God didn't like that question. (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) Well, it did come to an unfortunate end. Yes, it did. Joe, Joe. what is Bermuda? That is incorrect. I'm sorry. Brandon. Brandon. Let's go with Bahama. That is also incorrect, and you didn't you didn't phrase it right either. Yeah. I'm on pretty I love that I love that I can do that and you guys and, and there's always somebody who will take it one step further that it probably should have gone. It was not that, in that's fact usually me. <laughs> in fact, not Kokomo. They were on their way flying to Catalina. What channel is that in? Uh, it's uh, off of Los Angeles. It's referred to as the the Channel Islands. Oh. Really? Because yeah. I I lived I, I lived with an eye shot of Catalina for a couple of years, and I never heard it called a Channel Island. So I yeah, you learn something new every day. Nobody like challenges Alex Trebek like this. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch when they like do Celebrity Jeopardy and like the celebrities fuck around with them? In, in between questions, and you're like, you don't talk to Turbeck during the interstitials. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Sean Connery. I mean, Joe Crow. <laughs> still your board. Uh, quotes for one hundred. S words for a thousand. One hundred. Skeletor begins the climactic showdown with He Man by declaring it to be this. Let this be our. Let this be, uh... Rick. Rick. Our final battle. I'm sorry. What was that? Let this be. Uh, what is? Let this be our final battle. Our nice. their final battle is correct. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> See, I'm 1,100 points down, so I'm a little hesitant of like going even further down, but I, I, sh- I should have guessed that. I you mean, know that's what? Just Skeletor 101. The only problem with this format is it punishes you for making smart-ass answers, and that's percent <laughs> of my belly. <laughs> well, there, there's an easy way around it. Save your smart-ass answers until after the solution is revealed. Ah. 
don't you just don't have any real answers right. and don't, it's not a problem. Don't <laughs> make it, don't buzz in so you can give a smart ass answer and you don't lose points. Well, that's that's the thing. It discourages being all in. <laughs> uh, quotes for 200. Nobody takes blank at Lubick. And I misspelled his name. Sorry. Brandon. Brandon. Shots. What is shots? Can you give me more? Yes, is is there what is pot shots? What? What is pot shots? That's absolutely correct. Except for the grammar part. My grammar was terrible on that, but. Well, at negative 900 with two questions left <laughs> in the second round, you have control of the board. Well, let's, let's, well, we remember how bad I did at the last 500. Well, all the 500s, period. Uh, so let's go with 300 because I think I did just as bad there. Quotes for 300. Men who crave power look back over the mistakes of their lives, pile them all together, and call it this. Rick. Rick. What is destiny? That's absolutely correct. Destiny. No escaping that for me. Oh, wrong movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Final question of the round. Quotes for 500. As the great eye opens upon him, Skeletor proclaims that the universe is this. Brandon. Brandon. I might as well go for it. What is mine? That is incorrect. I I might as well go for it. It's my favorite scene in the movie with Frank Langella just letting it all hang out. Nope. The universe is power. Pure. Unstoppable. Power. Unlimited power. Oh, wrong. Again. I am that force. I am that power. Kneel before your master. And and on and on and on. I, I love it. All right. So at this point, I'm going to ask Joe and Rick to write down their wagers. I'm trying to figure out what would happen. Okay. And in oh, the real game, I don't think I'd be able to compete. Okay, yeah, that that I wasn't sure about. If this was actually Jeopardy, would they just have Brandon be disqualified? Would he not be partaking in the last in the last one? Yeah, I believe that's how the rules yeah, work. If you're if you're in the negative, yeah. Is there a topic? Do we do we get to? Know um, uh, yes, uh, it 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 doesn't show up on this screen. Uh, uh, I apologize, but uh, it is an extension of the quotes category. So if everyone could uh, uh, decide on your wagers. We're going to take down the current scores as they are. Joe, uh, just to make sure everyone knows, Joe, you are sitting at $900. Rick, you are holding the lead with $1,300. And Brandon, I would love to see you write down what you think the answer will be and hold it up at the end. That way, even though you cannot wager, if you're the only one that gets it right, you'll definitely have some bragging rights for that. I mean, I mean, you could declare me the winner after that, right? I could. Will I? Who knows? <laughs> All right. Rick, you have your wager? I do. All right. Joe, do you have your wager? Yes. All right. And it won't let me turn off the music, so the music's just going to play. The final line of the film. Please write down your questions.
the music just restarts itself. I can't mute it. It's just, hey, look at that. I found a way to mute it. It worked. All right. So um going to start from I'm going to start from the top. Rick with 1300 and the widest lead. What say you? All right. You want you want to just see my answer or my wager and my answer? Um if you can show uh the answer and then the wager, do so. Okay. My answer is or my question is what is my agent is so fired? <laughs> Rick, you're going to die angry and miss everything good. <laughs> and my wager is $600. <laughs> I think it goes without saying that is incorrect. <laughs> Rick now having $700 and easily walking him walking himself right out of any possible win. <laughs> Well, I don't know about any possible. If Joe doesn't know the answer and he just decided to do a wager of one dollar, then he's going to win. See, if I were Rick, I would have done. I would have done zero dollars, or or one dollar. Just well, anyway, I, I was. <laughs> we can discuss strategy later. Hindsight's okay. twenty twenty. <clears throat> right, Joe. Yes. <laughs> would you like my wager first? Or my answer first. Um, first, let's have your answer or your question. Here is my question. What is I'll be back? <laughs> and that is absolutely correct. Oh, I'll be back right. is the final line of the film. What is your wager, Joe? Zero dollars. <sighs> so my wagering strategy was if Joe got it right and I got it right, which I really didn't think there was a snowball's chance in hell of it happening. But assuming we both got it right, I would have been a hundred dollars ahead of him. Yeah. I mean, the odds of multiple oh, okay. people getting I a question you. right on this, on this game has, has been pretty low from the very beginning. I'm just saying that Rick. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't think I was going to win. Uh, all right, Brandon, it sounded like you were a little bit surprised when Joe got it right, which tells me that you probably do not have the correct response. I didn't. I didn't have the correct response. I put down, oops, what is We Are the Masters of the Universe because right. you've, you've got to have the title in the film and it would be a great way to wrap it up and put on the sunglasses and have the who play. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I like that better. It it did sort of happen uh, uh, in the climax of the film as Skeletor was taking the power from the great eye. He did, in fact, look direct to camera and say, I, Skeletor, am master of the universe. <laughs> I, it, it just can't be overstated. I love this movie. It's I've watched it uh, after coming up with with all my questions. I watched it twice in the past uh, week, and probably going to watch it again sometime this upcoming week. Scott, uh, the the production designer William Stout was a guest on one of my panels at DragonCon a couple of years ago, and that dude is a great man. <laughs> he he has this he he's I don't know how old he is, but he has like a 
a pompadour, a white pompadour, and he wore a leather jacket. And he strolled in there with this young blonde lady. I'm not <laughs> I don't know if it's his daughter, but uh, uh or granddaughter, but he and 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 he had the greatest the, the coolest stories of being on set. He said that uh Sylvester Stallone came to visit and wanted the throne uh that he had made and he said, I, I can't give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. I don't think. I don't think that's actually what he asked. I think he just asked to borrow the phone, but because it's Sylvester Stallone, he just couldn't understand it. <laughs> but was, this dude was there when uh, Sylvester, uh, not Sylvester Stallone, when Arnold Schwarzenegger punched a camel in Conan the Destroyer, <laughs> and so it's just stories like that. This with this guy, but so cool that. That that's fantastic. I, is is that is there a recording of that panel somewhere? Somewhere I can dig that up. Yes, that would, that uh, but such a good dude. I uh, I tried to avoid any of the behind the scenes stuff that that uh, questions could have been done uh, about. Uh, for example, uh, what was the size of the of the throne room at Castle Grayskull? And the the proper uh, response is, uh, what is two sound stages? because <laughs> they had two adjoining sound stages and they used both of them for that set and they just made the the two uh hangar doors that were facing each other on those sound stages they just built it through that and and made it uh uh double width and everything from the lower level of that set is all matte painting that they put in uh after the fact all the mm -hmm. rest of the platforms and panels are, are real i could have asked um uh, what was written on the note held up by the um, by the canon executive while filming the climax of the film? My agent is fired. <laughs> <laughs> so much hate. So much hate. Um, no, as Gary Goddard was behind the camera and they were uh, prepping to film the you're under uh, arrest. The finale. <laughs> the uh, the executive, the the production guy from Canon Films, walks up to the camera, holds a piece of paper in front of it as they are live filming, a note that says, "You're done," because they were out of money. I I, I have a, a very important question. How okay. old were you when you first saw this movie? I was eight years old. I saw it in the theaters when it came out. That that. That tracks. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. I, that wasn't meant as to be anything in any way an insult. Uh, it's just a lot of movies. It really matters where you were in life when you first saw it, mm -hmm. because I, I, uh, you know, I saw this movie in theaters too. I paid, bought a ticket, went and sat down and watched this thing, and I'm still angry about that. <laughs> and. Watching it again was equally painful. I really, and, and I don't want you to take this as in any way a, a criticism of you because there's stuff that I watched at eight, you know, that I loved uh, that probably, you know, someone significantly older than me would not like. And I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying that you are, that, that you are wrong for like Rick's calling movie. us simple. No, not at all. I mean, I, I just this movie is so utterly horrible. Well, I get what you're saying because, like, if if I didn't listen to the superhero the, the before superheroes before they were good panel, but 
So help me, if anyone said anything bad about TMNT3, I'm coming after you. Oh. Well, I want to thank everyone for coming to see the show. <laughs> I, I apparently have to go very quickly. Uh, immediately. Oh, uh, fast. Quick. <laughs> Scott, cheese it, the cops. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of something. You know, let me let me see. What let me see what movies came out. Well, now in... I have to go watch that. Mm-hmm. When, when was I eight? I was ten and seventy-four, so nineteen seventy-two. Yes, I'm older than dirt. Shut the fuck up. Um oh wait, nineteen seventy-two movies would have been a better search than just in fear. Just curious if there's any if, if there's anything that that I can relate you know compare. Oh, Deliverance, no. Poseidon Adventure, no. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Last of the Mohicans, I never saw that. I had uh, the Viewmaster of the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, sweet. Um, there were not a lot of good movies that came out when I was when I was eight, apparently. Yeah, the 1972 was kind of a bit of a wasteland there. Uh, oh, Silent Running. Oh, Godzilla vs. Mothra came out when I was eight. Oh, there Night you. of the Leapeth came out in 72. That's a Night of the Leapeths! <laughs> oh, you know what? Rick's Rick's entire thesis was just proven to me. Batman Returns oh. came out when I was eight. There you go. And, ah. I, and I enjoyed that. I mean, it was it, very clearly not good, but I enjoyed that. <laughs> Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. When uh, I was eight, uh, Superman the movie. That's still a great movie. Well, it's just a good movie. Solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid. And uh, in the, the 70s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Buffy the yeah. Vampire Slayer. Sweet. <laughs> the, not the good one. Uh, not the TV show. No, the, movie oh, oh. Is, the movie is not. The Cat from Outer Space. Oh, that's a good movie. I liked that movie as a kid. Yes, that movie is great. My All daughter just antenna. watched that last week. Did you know, and I hadn't realized this, Harry Morgan and, Mor- and McLean Stevenson were both in that movie. Yeah, both of the MASH kernels. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've got a panel starting in 10 minutes, so I'm going to drop off. But, guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me make a fool of myself. It's always fun. Well, thanks for for jumping in. And um, I don't know how many people are watching us right now, but if there is anyone watching us, I will say to Stephanie, I'm sorry that uh, uh, we couldn't get this fixed. I know at some point you were trying to let me know where you were, but by then I had already started the show and I wasn't uh, seeing any messages until uh, after we were done. So uh, apologies for that. Uh, next time I do this, uh, I will come to you first. Brandon, thanks for uh, jumping in last minute and helping out. Joe, Anytime. Rick, it was, a, again, a pleasure to speak to you, as happened earlier today, and I'm sure will happen in the near future. Yeah. Joe, congratulations. You were the winner with oh, $900. Wow. $200 <laughs> above your closest competitor. So Joe gets the uh, Cosmic Potato Jeopardy crown today. Nice. I like I'll, it. I'll come up with a with a nice little uh, certificate or a banner or something. <laughs> a little avatar for you. Thank you for joining us. You can contact us by joining our Facebook group, following us on Twitter, or sending an email to CosmicPotatoPod at gmail.com. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and at CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. 
Be sure to join us again next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast.